Okay. Hello. Man, this is a packed house. Part of the whole uh, situation of having me do this was like, well, this is probably the least attended service of the year. Um, guys, welcome. My name is Michael Gilbert. I am... Uh, thank you. Good night. I'm out. All right. Um, Guys, I am not a preacher. I am not paid to do this, but I get to do this. So I'm a l- really excited about today. Happy New Year. Um, so we're going to talk about a few things. And so first, the introduction. My name is Michael Gilbert. I've been in Midtown for like 20 years. And so this has been transformative over many years. And so I'm excited to be here today. I think if I got to do this at another church, I'd be like shaking in my boots, but like I'm among family and friends. So this is going to be a casual, relaxed environment. I'm married to Jenny Gilbert and the proud father, Josie Gilbert. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I get to be an elder here. So I get to serve you guys. And so what that means is that I'm super holy. I'm better than you guys. And so... <laughs> I've been recognized, and so therefore I'm an elder. No, I get, to actually, I get to actually serve you guys, and this is one of the ways I get to do it, so I'm super excited. Um, this is a family-friendly service, so we're going to have a little bit of fun, so I need you guys to relax. So uh, if you stayed up too late last night, go up, get some more coffee, because this is going to be interactive. Don't leave me up here by myself, okay? Then that's going to be really tragic. Um, so I'm bringing a passage. It's Matthew 5. So talking about salt and light. And so it's probably a passage you've heard before. So to illustrate something different, I need you guys to do me a favor. You're going to look really silly doing this. And everyone's going to look silly doing this, okay? Do I have your agreement that everyone's going to do this? Okay. I'm standing right here in the center. I need everyone to hold up their right finger, okay? And if you're not doing your right finger, use your other right finger, okay? I want you to close your right eye if you can. Just squint it, okay? Now, I want you to place that finger in front of you to where it's on this side of my body. Is everyone doing that? Yeah. All right, I'm going to take a picture, and I'm going to tell the caption that y'all are saying I'm number one. <laughs> All right, that's not it. Okay, so now, keep, keep it up, keep it up. Okay, right eye closed, okay? All right, now, I want you to just, without moving your finger, change to your left eye. Is your finger on this side of me now? Yeah. Now, did I move? All right, so switch back to your right eye. Left eye, right eye, camera one, camera two, camera one. All right, guys, I didn't move, did I? Okay, so we're going to look at a passage, and I want you all to see a different perspective than maybe what you've heard in the past, okay? So this might be a familiar thing, but remember, we're going to be talking about salt, we're going to talk about light, and what the passage says and what it might mean might be a little bit different, okay? So here we go. I think I have a reader, Christine. This is my cousin that wasn't. This is Christine Gilbert, no relation. This is Matthew 5, 13 through 16. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. The word of the Lord. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right, let's pray real quick. 
Uh, Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you that you give it to us. Thank you that you can use uh, untrained, broken people to bring your word. And uh, you've been doing that for generations, Lord. So I pray you do that in this moment and that uh, we would see things in a different light and know that, it, uh, that you are doing a new thing with us like Randy preached. So uh, let that happen. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so I, occupationally, I'm a chef, but I have to qualify that. I'm, I own a business and I'm more, the, I used to cook a lot more, but as we've grown, I'm basically a business owner and I pay other people to cook and make delicious food and then I take all the credit for it and I pay them. Um, but so professionally, I, I cook and so one of my favorite ingredients is salt. So I was like, what am I going to preach about today? I'm like, salt. Salt is delicious. It's great. Um, and a little joke we like to say sometimes in the kitchen is like, I like to season my salt with food. Um, so if, uh, if you think it's too salty, there's a chef somewhere that's like, ah, it just needs a little bit more. Um, so it, it, I'm reminded of a story. So a couple years ago, we, I think we're going to, no, we made a dip. It was like this corn black bean dip. We love it. Perfect with tortilla chips. We were out of chips. So I go to Trader Joe's and I buy a bag. I'm like in a hurry, grab it, pay for it, go home and take a bite. And Jenny and I both looked at it and we're like, what is wrong with these chips? And we look at the bag and like, they're salt free. I'm like, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> and so we were just like first mad that like they were salt free. I'm like, who would even like make a salt free chip? And so immediately I'm like, well, we need chips. We need salt. So we, I took them back up to Trader Joe's, you know, fight the traffic in Green Hills fist fight for a parking spot in Trader Joe's and then like go inside and return the chips. And me and the guy at the register were kind of lamenting that like the fact that there's even chips made without salt and how they're terrible and how they're really nothing, not really good for anything. It's kind of like a, a stale chip delivery unit at best and stuff. So all that to say, they were terrible and nasty, not good for anything. So as we look at this passage and we talk about salt, there's kind of a this passage has been debated as far as what does it mean? It's kind of different schools of thought. One of them is salt. Uh, this is kind of a, Jesus is trying to rally his followers into preserving culture. Salt was used as a preservative. Um, we'll talk about that in a second, but uh, used to kind of get people to maybe feel bad about what's going on around them and culture. And like, we got to fight for what's right against the night. We got to fight against Socialism, liberalism, Voldemortism, video gameism, whatever it is, whatever we, culture says is unholy, we got to fight against that. So that's one thought about salt. Uh, Jesus calling us the salt. And then I have a different, again, camera one, camera two, a different perspective I think we're going to take from that. Um, the reason I tell the chip story is salt enhances things. So as you came in, you sat down, there's couple cups on there. Some of y'all are salt, some of y'all are chocolate. So do y'all see the little cups underneath you? Did y'all obey and it said wait and you didn't open it? Okay, I need y'all to do me a favor. Okay. Go ahead and open up the chocolate. Parents, I'm sorry. If you have, if you have New Year's resolutions about like eating right, we're going to start tomorrow. This is holy chocolate. Don't worry. I took the calories away. All right, so I want you to... Share with someone beside you that doesn't have chocolate, okay? I want you to just have a piece of that chocolate, eat it. It's just semi-sweet chocolate, nothing special. All right. 
So if you're asked to review this sermon, just remember, I made y'all do silly things and I gave you chocolate, all right? So y'all be kind. Okay, so if you are one of the people that actually has the cup that has salt. All right, all right, thanks for shaking that. Okay, that is kosher salt. That is a, a kind of a rock salt. I want you to put a little bit of that salt on another piece of chocolate and try that. So if you are a person that has chocolate but no salt, I want the people that have salt to share with the people with chocolate. Okay. Now we're going to get like super snobby and talk about the different tasting notes of the chocolate. But any, the salt enhances the flavor, did it not? Does that chocolate taste different? Would you argue that the chocolate is better because of the salt? I, I would agree. Okay. So that's a very tangible illustration of so salt. So here are some of the things about salt. Salt during the, during the day and then also now, salt is valuable. So salt did preserve the food. So back in the day, like when we learned the story about Jesus um, with the disciples and they caught like the huge boatload of fish and like they had to like, it was, they were ripping the nets. If you catch that amount of fish, logistically you can only eat like some of that and then you're going to have to preserve or process this fish so it can be sold later. So part of the way they would do that is they would clean the fish, salt it, preserve it, smoke it, and then they would like sell it later. You can't do that without salt. You can, but it's terrible. And then you'll have nasty chips that are good for nothing. Throw them back. Okay. So without salt, it's not very good. It doesn't enhance the flavor. Salt also uh, was valuable in the sense that it was the word salt is from sal. Sal is part of salary. That's where we get our word for money, salary. So people used to pay other people in salt because it was that valuable. So Randy, we're changing your pay to salt. So as an, as an elder, I get to make that decision. So, um, but no, so it, it had value. And so salt was important in that way. And so when Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth, again, we could say, maybe he's trying to say we need to preserve things, but he says salt of the earth. And so I looked at every single translation in, of NIV, and I'm not a scholar, you all know this, um, but all the translations said salt of the earth. There was two thought processes of what maybe Jesus was talking about. When he says, when salt loses its saltiness, it's good for nothing, it should be thrown away. There was a saying back in the day where it says, can salt not be salty? It was like a rhetorical question back in the day. Because um, we'll talk about that in a second, but Structurally, salt is salt. Like, it's a stable compound. It's NaCl, Na2Cl or something like that. Again, I'm not a scholar. Uh, but it's a stable compound. Like, salt cannot be salty. Like, if you put a piece of salt on this table, come back next year when I get to do, give a sermon again next year, that piece of salt will be salty. It will not not be salty. There's also kind of a reference to us. I'm going to call it a... Um, uh, a swamp salt. It's like salty water sludge. And that, if you use that on the fish that you caught or the things uh, that you try to preserve, it wouldn't work. And so in that area of the country, in the area of the world, there was uh, the good stuff, rock salt, which you have in your cup. And then there was kind of this like swamp salt 
salty water stuff that like you would not put on anything, right? It's obvious that that's not good for anything. Um, so there was a rhetorical saying that says, can salt lose its saltiness? And the answer is no. It'd be kind of like us saying like, can water not be wet? No, it's wet. Can it not be what it was created to be? No. And so this is the camera one, camera two opportunity for us where Jesus is saying, you guys are the salt of the earth. I'm the salt of the earth. Salt has a purpose and has a plan and it's to enhance. It brings out beauty. It brings out flavor. It kind of takes something that the world is dark. There's some stuff going on, which we all know. I'm parents. Uh, I'll be gentle, but this world is dark. There's some bad things going on in this world. And so rather than us preserving a holy culture that's set apart, we are called the salt of the earth to actually step into that culture and bring and enhance Jesus and bring the flavor of Jesus. So when Jesus says, can it lose its saltiness? If it, if it does lose its saltiness, what is it good for? Should it be thrown away? So I think I could read that sometimes, but like, man, is Jesus mad at me? I mean, does anyone get a little squirmish when they read that passage? Like, do you have, thank you, Challoner. Um, that is a wise seven-year-old. Um, but yeah, I could read that passage and like, is Jesus mad at me? And then I start doing like the self-evaluation spiral monster of like, well, how salt am I? Do I need to get saltier? How do I get saltier? How much salt is enough salt? Again, I'm a chef, so I'm probably going to oversalt something. But like, how much salt is enough salt? And like, oh my gosh, if I'm losing my salt, how do I know if I'm losing my salt? Now Jesus is mad at me. Oh no, I'm spiraling out. But again, we go back to salt of the earth, actual salt. It's always salty. If you put salt in water, you'll dilute it, but now the water is salty. It affects it. You put the salt on the chocolate, now that chocolate is bring enhanced. So... We following? We tracking? Okay. All right. So camera one, camera two, Jesus is not mad at us because of we're losing our salt. He's telling us something different. He's saying, you guys are the salt of the earth. This is in the Sermon on the Mount where like Jesus was kind of flipped, flipping the script as far as like what the Pharisees were teaching about um, you have to be right with the Lord and you have to follow the rules to be right with the Lord. And if you don't do it, then God is mad at you. And only a certain people are set apart to be able to handle being a part of the Lord. And Jesus comes down, gets the Sermon on the Mount, saying, blessed are the weak, blessed are the poor. He's kind of rewriting the rules. And so I don't think this is pointing to a works-based preserve the culture. He's trying to tell something that's true about us, that you are the salt of the earth. So, it doesn't just say we're salt of the earth. It also says you are the light of the world. So I have another illustration to talk about the light. Um, all right. I'm kind of a nerd about this. And so you can either judge me or not. Either way, my wife still loves me. All right. <laughs> so to demonstrate light, this is an exact movie replica of a lightsaber. This is way too expensive for me to spend, but I did. So this lightsaber will represent light. I could have used a flashlight, but that's not cool at all. Okay, so Jesus says, you are the light of the world. Does that sound familiar? When did Jesus also say that? He said it about himself, exactly. So... The source 
And then this is the interactive part. So the source of the light of this lightsaber is where? Is it the bulb? Is it in the handle? What does this need to run? Okay, so I'm going to turn it on. And we're going to demonstrate this. Okay. So here I go. I'm going to put this in here. And I'm going to turn it on. Is it going to work? Why is that? <laughs> but it's good. Kit Kats are great. Okay. Is it going to work? No. No. Why doesn't a Kit Kat work in here? It's not, it's not what it's made for, right? This thing was not made to run on a Kit Kat. Okay, so what's going to happen when I put this in here? It'd be funny if it didn't. <laughs> okay, so guys, the thing that it was made for, the thing that it was originally created for, let's see if it'll power. Let's see if this is when doing props can backfire. The thing that was, let's see. Nope. <laughs> okay. You know what? It's cool. It's cool. So being the, the, the light, thanks, Jenny. There she is. All right. She's going to save me. All right. See, remember, I don't get paid to do this. Or do I get paid? Do I get paid? No. Okay. All right. I get paid in salt. Hey, I'll take it. I need it. Food costs. So in John 8, 12, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Okay. Where it doesn't say later is that as long as your saltiness is equal and you have the right amount of salt, then I will follow, you will be the light of the world. It just says, Jesus says, I am the light of the world and whoever follows me will walk, will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So it doesn't say you will have to try to get the light of life. There's something different about trying to achieve what is already true. And so Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth. He's saying, he's telling us that's something that's true about you. If you are a follower of Jesus, if you believe in Jesus, then that is true. There is no achieving. There is no, well, if three steps to getting salty or three steps into turning my light on, except for when you're trying to do an illustration with a light that was way, way cooler. Um, but no, so you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. I love how Jesus, when he gives these illustrations, that is kind of like the, uh, the speck in your eye and the plank in the other eye, or the speck in the other eye, but the plank in your own eye, like it's an exaggeration. Like a plank is like something you can obviously never have in your eye, but it would be silly to kind of like, hey, look at that tiny little speck. It's the same thing without a city on a hill cannot be hidden. It doesn't say a city on a hill is sometimes hidden or uh, neither do people light a light and like put a bulb, like a bowl, a bulb, a bowl over it to block the light. Like that is not, yes. Thank you, Jenny. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Jenny, you are the light of the world. Okay. So the Kit Kat did not work. Wow. Okay. There it is. It's a lightsaber. Anyway, so the light of the world, <laughs> the source comes from the battery. This thing was created to be a light. To put something that's not the source to be the light does not help. So I was praying this morning. I was like, I do not want to be, like the world does not need more Michael Gilbert. 
Midtown does not need more Michael Gilbert. It does not need the light of me. It needs the light of Jesus. The source in which makes me the light of the world is Jesus. And so, and all right, it's falling apart here. Okay, so I'll wrap it up here in just a second. So, uh, John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And so the encouragement to you guys is that, like we talked about how salt cannot not be salty, light cannot not be bright, especially in the light of darkness. So we just talked about like Advent coming and we lit the candles and like bringing light into a dark world. Same thing with us. Jesus is not, he doesn't need us to do this. He's inviting us to do that with the source, the power source. We're not bringing a Kit Kat. We're not trying to be sweet. We're not trying to like act like we have it all together. We're going into this world, dark world with the, the hope of Jesus in us. And he is the, the power source that, that will work, but just not when you're doing a sermon. <laughs> okay. So in Ephesians, the last verse I'll give you. So in Ephesians 2.10, it says, for we are God's masterpiece he has created us new in Christ so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So when we're talking about being a light, on, a light of the earth, or a light of the world, a city on a hill cannot be hidden, to do the good works he planned for us. I, my encouragement to you guys is that rather than spinning and self-spiraling into, am I salty enough? Am I bright enough? Do I have a, a bowl over me? Am I on a hill? Like, just know that the Christ in you when he says, I'm the light of the world, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life, that that's what you're bringing into the world. That's what you're bringing into your work. That's what you're bringing into your families, your jobs, wherever you're going. Your crazy family situations that you just left during the holidays, you are being a light. You are the salt. You are enhancing those, those things, if those, are, those of you who are in Christ. And so this is part of the reason why I wanted to do this and I get to encourage my, my family, my church family, that like what you do and how you act matter. So the salt that you guys are, it matters in this community. Just like some of y'all were chocolate, some of y'all were salt. The chocolate was fine, but it needed something. The work environments that y'all are in, the relationships you're in, it needs the Christ in you to come and enhance that. It needs the light of the world. The darkness of the world needs you to bring your light. So don't, don't waste any time thinking about, well, I don't feel salty. I don't feel bright. I feel like maybe there's a, a bowl over me. Forget that. You're not going in your own power. You're going in the power of Jesus in you, the light of the world, the salt of the earth. That's you guys. Okay? So thank you. I'm going to go, I guess, I guess I need a new lightsaber. That's probably the problem. I'll need to spend more money on that and have more toys. Um, but y'all are very kind to let me do this. I'm going to say a quick prayer and we'll keep worshiping. Ah, Lord, thank you. Thank you for your word that we can uh, study about and know that you are the one that gets to tell us what's true about us, not our feelings, not the world. Lord, that you say we are the salt of the earth. And you are the one that makes us salty. Lord, you're the one that gives us the light. You are the source. And so I just pray that we would be encouraged, that we would have uh, the boldness to be able to walk into this week 
uh, knowing that we're not trying to manufacture anything, Lord, that we're going in the full power of what you give us, Lord. We're going in the full truth that you love us and that we are your masterpiece and that we are created anew in you to do the good works you've planned for us long ago. So we don't go to try to get recognition, but we go to try to give you glory, Lord, because you are worthy of all of that. So allow us to continue to worship you and sing your praise, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.